Hey everybody, thank you for joining us online. Uh, I just wanna let you know, if you haven't heard already, we're meeting in person again. Uh, for the whole month of July, we are gonna be having in-person services outside in front of the church at 9 a.m., again, for the whole month of July. So if that is something that you would enjoy being a part of, we would really love to see you again, or maybe for the first time. Okay, so for what I have in mind for us today, we're gonna have to do more than just listen, but we're gonna have to start by viewing ourselves in a way that maybe we haven't before. So I'm gonna start by asking us to just close our eyes and see if you can picture yourself as an image on canvas, as a painting. Now I'm not saying if someone painted a portrait of you, but if your whole being, your heart, your soul, everything about you were represented as an image on canvas, what would that image look like? Maybe it's something really specific or, or maybe it's something really abstract. Is it light or, or dark? Are there specific colors that, that you see? I'm just gonna give you just a few seconds to see if you can vision your whole being on canvas. Okay, you can open your eyes. If you got something, that's great. Hold on to that. We're going to come back to it later. If you didn't, don't worry about it. Stick with me. So there are verses in the Bible that show us an aspect of who God is. In Ephesians, it says that we are God's workmanship. In Isaiah, it says that he is the potter and we are the clay. In Genesis, it says that God made us in his image. And these verses show us that a part of who God is is an artist. And that's really interesting because if God is an artist, it means we are his art. Now, this isn't too difficult to, for me to wrap my mind around because I don't think we would be capable of making art ourselves if we weren't made by someone who is also able to make art himself. So if he is the artist, it means we are the art. And this exposes an aspect of our relationship with God that I haven't really thought that much until recently. And that's... Part of our relationship with God is the relationship between art and the artist. So for this whole thing, it's going to be important for us to visualize ourselves at least as a work of art. Whether or not you can see an image on canvas, that's fine. But just try to begin to see yourself as a work of art. Now, with all art, one of the most difficult questions to answer is, is it any good? Someone might pay millions of dollars for something that you think looks like just a whole bunch of finger paintings but you might be deeply moved by something that other people don't pay that much attention to. And as art ourselves, one of the most difficult questions to ask of ourselves is, are we any good? Like, am I valuable? Am I, am I worth something? Am I doing something with my life? Am, am I beautiful? Am I any good? And then if we've started a relationship with Jesus, our motivation to be something good is motivated out of love and gratitude for this fresh start, this new life that we've been given in Jesus. And so we start to ask another question, what does the artist think of me? Am I honoring God with my life? Am I growing in the ways that he wants me to? Am I becoming what he wants me to be? Am I getting in the way of what he's trying to do? Am I what he intended when, when he made me? What does the artist think of me? Am I any good? And we just started looking at the book of Philippians. It's a letter that Paul wrote to a church in a city called Philippi. And we're just a couple verses in, and, and he's greeting this church. So picking up where we left off in verse 3, verse 3 through 5, Paul says, 
I thank my God in all my remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine for you all, making my prayer with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from this day until now. And then we get to verse six. Now verse six on its own is awesome, but when we are visualizing ourselves as art and we're thinking of our relationship with God as the relationship between art and the artist, this verse leaps off of the page. And I think it begins to answer the question that we're asking, are we any good? So let's look at verse six. Paul says, And I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. Now, those first few words are pretty important. He who began. One of the most foundational things that we need to understand when we're trying to determine our worth and our value and if we're any good is to know that you are deliberate. You are intentional. You're not a mistake. God set out to make you. Look at Psalm 139, verses 13 and 16 go like this. For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. And then 16 says, your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written, every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there were none of them. So you didn't just come along and God looked at you and said, well, I guess I can work with this. No, he started you. You exist because he thought you worth existing. I'll say that again. You exist because God thought you worth existing. If we're viewing ourselves as art and trying to determine our worth and our value and if we're any good, one of the big questions we need to answer is, who is our artist? Because in evaluating any piece of art, one of the biggest factors is where did the art come from? For example, I can go online right now and on Amazon, I can buy a high definition poster of the Mona Lisa in all of its detail for $9.95 because of where it came from, a printer. But if I tried to buy the Mona Lisa, the exact same image in all of its detail, I wouldn't be able to It's priceless because of who it came from. Leonardo da Vinci himself. I don't like holding babies. I don't get any enjoyment out of it. I don't think it's fun. They just lay there. They don't really even look at you. Sometimes they scream at you. And there's a risk involved that is not worth the experience that I just described to you. I don't think I'm a horrible person. I don't hate babies. I just don't like them enough to hold them. I don't know. Maybe I'm alone in that. But when my kids were born, I did not hesitate to pick them up. I will remember those moments for the rest of my life. They are the most valuable things that I have ever held in my arms because of who they came from. When we're viewing ourselves as art and trying to determine our worth and our value, we need to know who we came from and the creator of the universe the one who made everything beautiful that you have ever experienced in your entire life made you. He is your artist. And right off the bat, that makes you more valuable than I think we could possibly understand. So are we any good? Well, we know who our artist is and he's pretty good and that's a good start. 
But oddly enough, I don't think this is the start that this verse is talking about when it says he who began. I think it's talking about how God began and started us twice. Look at the verse again. Philippians 1, 6, and I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you. When we put our trust in Jesus and we, we receive that forgiveness, it's like we are painted over. We are a fresh blank canvas for a second time. 2 Corinthians 5 says that if anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. This is the grace that we talked about last week. It is a new beginning. But the beauty of the gospel is this, that we can be more than just forgiven. We could be more than just a blank canvas. But God is wanting to take that blank canvas and make us into a new creation. And he's using his spirit to do it. See, when we put our trust in Jesus as a gift, God gives us the Holy Spirit who comes and dwells inside of us and from inside of us produces beautiful things like love and joy and peace and patience and kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. When God puts his Holy Spirit in somebody, he begins a good work. Now, it's really comforting to know that the source, the primary source of perfect goodness in our life is not expected to be us. In other words, it's comforting to know that we aren't expected to paint our blank canvas the second time around on our own. We play a part in that for sure, but God is the artist, and he is painting us for a second time, and he's using his spirit to do it. To expect us to become the new creation that God has in mind on our own is like expecting to throw a canvas and some paint into a closet and coming back a week later and expecting a painting to be there. If we are trying to be a new creation on our own without God, we are as hopeless as a canvas without a painter, as hopeless as a lump of clay without a potter, as hopeless as an instrument without a musician, as a, as a chunk of marble without a sculptor. Art requires the hand of the artist, but the Spirit of God dwelling inside of you is God's hand on you. This is grace upon grace. Not only are we made into a blank canvas in Jesus, but God is delighted to paint us for a second time, and he's using his Spirit to do it. So are we any good? Well, we know who our artist is. He's pretty good. And we know that with his spirit, he is actively working on the blank canvas that we are in Jesus. And the spirit is the source of all life and goodness. Now, if you're like me, you might be thinking, well, that sounds really nice, but I don't see it. And, and I don't blame you. Like if I look at myself on a good day, on a good day, I see some good but if I'm looking at the whole picture, it's maybe half good. Like if this is the new creation that God intended, I'm kind of disappointed. And I kind of feel like I must be letting God down. Like this must be my fault somehow. Well, for those of us feeling that way, I think the last part of this verse might be the most important part for us to understand. Let's look at the whole verse again. And I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion 
at the day of Jesus Christ. Will bring it to completion. In other words, he hasn't yet. In other words, you're not finished yet. That word completion, it means perfection. But look at us. We don't see perfection, but we wouldn't, would we? Because we're not finished yet. You are a masterpiece in progress. You're not finished yet. When we evaluate ourselves and critique ourselves and judge ourselves and compare ourselves to others, we usually do that as if we are the final product, but we're not finished yet. How can you critique a painting before it's finished? How can you rate a song when the lyrics are half written? How can you recognize the shape of a sculpture when it hasn't even been carved out yet? We don't even know what we're evaluating. When I judge myself or compare myself to others, I'm usually doing that as if I'm the final product. And I ask questions like, am I any good? Am I worth anything? Have I done anything with my life? What have I become? But I forget that I haven't become anything yet. I am in the process of becoming. When we evaluate ourselves as the final product, we don't even know what we are evaluating because we are not finished yet. Here I have a xylophone. I'm going to play it for you and see if you can hear what's wrong with it. Okay, I'll play it one more time. See if you can catch up. Okay, if you're tone deaf, that last note is out of tune, and this thing drives me nuts. I hate this, and if this bothers you for the rest of the day, you and I could probably be close friends, but the thing that I hate about this the most is there's nothing I can do about it. It's a finished product, like I can't tune this last note. It's just defective, and when we evaluate ourselves as a finished product, this is how we see ourselves, broken, defective, good to a point, but not good enough, unfixable, ugly, finished. But if I picked up a handmade guitar and played each string and the last string was out of tune, would I feel the same way about that guitar as I did this xylophone? Would I want to throw it out? Of course not, because it's not defective. It just needs to be tuned. It's simply out of tune. Is this good? This is a crime. We need to find the person responsible for this. But is a handmade, out-of-tune guitar good? It is a work of art capable of making more art. It just needs to be tuned. Yes, it's good. Are you feeling broken, defective, like a mistake? Good to a point, but not good enough, unfixable, ugly, don't be discouraged because you're not finished yet. And this verse says one day you will be. And when we are, it's going to be really, really good. So are we any good? We know who our artist is. He's incredible. And with his spirit, he is painting the blank canvas that we are in Jesus with colors like love and joy and peace patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And if you don't see it yet, it's okay. You're not finished yet.
Okay, I want you to close your eyes one last time and bring back to mind that image that you tried to come up with in the very beginning. When you visualized yourself as an image on canvas. And maybe that image has changed based on things that I've just shared. But try one more time to visualize yourself, your whole being on canvas. I'll give you a few seconds to do that. Okay, keep your eyes closed. And if you got that, hold on to it and just keep it in front of your mind. And if you didn't, that's okay. But please keep your eyes closed because I want to read you something. I asked some of my close artist friends if they could speak to their works of art in their unfinished form, what would they say to their works of art if they were unfinished? And I want to read you what they wrote because in what they said, I see the biblically backed heart of God for you right now. So with your eyes closed, listen to these words and see if God speaks to you through them. You are as perfect as you can be. When I'm finished with you, you'll be as beautiful as I could possibly make you. And I'm pretty good at making things beautiful. There's still a lot of layering and tweaking to come. You're not finished yet. Things are sticking out here and there more than they should. But I will come through and balance everything out before we're done. Lots of little details will make everything beautiful in the end. I'm the one who makes that call when you're finished. Others might not even like it when it's finished, but I'm not very concerned with that, to be honest. The process is the point. You're going to get frustrated, and that's okay. You're something I'm saying. You're not your own thing. You're my mouth on canvas. One musician friend of mine said, I don't know if I'd say anything. I'd just keep singing the song and playing it and moving it and shaping it. And one last friend said, I, the painter, can see you past, present, and future because I had a vision of you before you were ever begun tangibly. Don't worry, I've got this. I remember and can see you finished in fine detail. I'll stick with you till you are done. Let's pray. Father, thank you for giving us beginning. And thank you for beginning us for a second time in Jesus. Thank you for that potential. And thank you for not leaving us on our own to do something with that. Thank you for giving us your spirit and painting beautiful things inside of us. Father, help us to see ourselves in the way that you see us with what you have in mind in the future. Father, thank you for loving us so deeply and being delighted to paint us for a second time. And with this heart in mind, we worship you now.